Welcome once again to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. I'm your host, Darren Long, and aside from myself, I have the incredible and always awesome Jeremy Wiseman, the Vice President of Guildhall Wealth Management, and we're happy to be here today. We have an important interview that we're going to get to in the first segment right off the bat. We're going to be talking with Gerald Salente, friend to the show for years and a good friend to us about some of the most recent trend forecasting that he's been doing in the Trends Journal, something that you as the listener can go find more out about. He'll give you the details when he's speaking. We're about to hear a number of topics discussed, among them ones that you as a listener will be excited to hear. What's happening in oil? What are the markets doing? Are low interest rates here to stay? These are among a number of different topics we're going to pose to Gerald Salente and discuss his most recent trends journal. And you'll also hopefully get to hear his position on precious metals. We know he loves gold. We know he talks about it a lot and uh, we're happy to have him here at the show. Gerald Salente's track record speaks for itself. He's been forecasting worldwide since 1980. No one has been so right on so many issues so often. He is the publisher of the trends journal founder and director of the Trends Research Institute, and we would like to welcome back to The Real Money Show, Gerald Salente. Gerald, welcome back to The Real Money Show. Great to have you again. Oh, it was great being on with you guys. Um, We have a lot of new listeners, and we'd love to introduce them to the Trends Journal and and what you've been doing and and, uh, all of the things that you do. So can you tell us a little bit about the Trends Journal and how it's evolved over the years and some of the macro trends that you're currently watching? Yeah, well, it evolved. We've been doing it now for 40 years, and um, it used to be a little eight-page newsletter, and now it's about a uh, a 50-page magazine, full color. And what we do is we look at the global economic, uh, geopolitical, social trends around the world, anything from health care to whole health healing to cannabis to the equity markets and... uh, what's going on in the world from Venezuela to Iran, from Africa to Argentina. It's the only magazine in the world where you'll read history before it happens. Today's news is, uh, you know, it's just a repeat of what's going on with no analysis and a lot of opinions. The motto of the Trends Journal is think for yourself. So what the Trends Journal does, it prepares people for the future, to prepare for the dangers and seize the opportunities. And besides the magazines, we do podcasts Monday through Thursday, Trends in the News broadcast on Friday, and Trend Alerts each week. And uh, in this past March issue, you were starting to get ready for 2020. And uh, can you elaborate on some of the uh, Institute's uh, trend forecast relating to specifically uh, as you as you talk about in in the journal, the two hundred and fifty dollar two hundred and fifty trillion dollar debt bubble. You know, it's going to burst, and what's keeping the markets alive are the is the cheap money flow. It's monetary methadone just to keep the bull running, and they're addicted to it. So, for example, let's go back to last year, September nineteenth, to be exact, two thousand and eighteen. We made a forecast. We called for an economic nine eleven. We said the markets were going to go through a severe downturn. The next day, the S&P 500 hit an all-time high. And then shortly after, they started a steep decline, going into bull market territory, down some 20% around the globe and more. But that changed. 
The reason we made that forecast was because the Federal Reserve said they were going to be, quote, aggressive in raising interest rates in 2019. But on January 4, 2019, when they came out with U.S. numbers of employment, employment skyrocketed over 300,000 people. They looked at the wage gains for the year of 2018. They were the best in 10 years. So that meant the Federal Reserve should have raised interest rates. However, Jerome Powell, the Fed chairman, came out and said, well, we're going to be patient in raising interest rates because we're concerned about where the equity markets were going. And the Dow, for example, had its worst December since the Great Depression. So we changed our forecast. That's why I don't call myself a futurist. Nobody could predict the future because there are too many wild cards. And then we said there's going to be a a Trump bump. There's going to be a market rally. And that's exactly what happened. The S&P 500 and NASDAQ in the end of April hit new highs because they're going to be patient raising interest rates, more cheap money. So going ahead, this is the presidential reality show in the United States, the greatest freak show on earth. What does Trump want to get reelected? What's he going to do? Anything he can. He's in the real estate business. He wants interest rates to stay low. Anybody that doesn't think the Federal Reserve comes under pressure from the president has no idea of what's happened in the past and is ignorant of history. Because you go back to Richard Nixon, he pressured Burns, the Federal Reserve chairman, not to raise interest rates before the election, and he didn't. And then read Paul Volcker's new book, The Federal Reserve Chairman Under... Ronald Reagan. He was brought into the office and told by James Baker, Reagan's chief of staff, as Reagan's sitting next to him, you have orders from the president not to raise interest rates before the election. What people need to understand is that you don't get to the positions in these Federal Reserve or any kind of, of course, is not a government position, but a, uh, a central bank position. But you don't get to the top of these positions without sucking your way up meaning they take orders. And so the pressure from Trump throughout 2018, we believe pressured the Federal Reserve not to raise interest rates. So going back to the 2020 election, we believe they're going to lower interest rates to keep the economy going, particularly if you see the equity markets start to decline, which they're starting to do. This has nothing to do, by the way, with trade wars with China. All of the trade war pressure on China so far with the tariffs has amounted to merely 0.678% of China's GDP. The reason the markets are going down is because they're overvalued and there's just a little fluctuation. We see the markets going higher as long as interest rates stay lower. But what we're looking at is at some point this is going to explode. And we believe the explosion is going to happen after the 2020 election, when they run out of monetary methadone. Darren has a, a quick question for you. Well, I think that uh, on the heels of that, it's a two-part question, Gerald. One, if we know interest rates are going to be low, what trends can the individual follow that might help them long-term, medium-term, might help to protect their wealth, grow their wealth? And two, uh, you're leading into those types of protection. And obviously, you know, from us and, and having had a relationship with you over the years, we love gold and silver in particular, the physical kind. Um, 
what does that tell us about how wealth is being protected around the world, especially leading to that next question about central bank buying? It's been very heavy. So two-part question there. Well, the central bank buying, as you well know, it's at a 50-year high, and it's continuing because they know of this, this debt bubble. It's over $250 trillion. Do you know how much the Federal Reserve of the United States pumped into the economy to pump it up during the, um, the Great Recession? Over $4 billion. Uh, four. Yeah, and, and Bloomberg says $9 billion, but the Levy Institute at Bard College just came out with a study. Mm-hmm. $29 trillion. Is that Twenty-nine mu- trillion dollars. That must be uh, under the books that they lent to other governments, right? Like, and how did how did Ireland all of a sudden get to be able to buy all these U.S. treasuries and things like that? Exactly. So what we're looking at, this debt bubble is going to explode. So what could the average person do? Of course, we don't give financial advice. Of course not. And we're trend forecasters. Mm-hmm. Speaking only for myself. You know, I believe gold to be the ultimate safe haven asset. That's you know not unique. I mean, everybody that knows anything about gold believes that, and it's a hedge against what's going to happen, and that what's going to happen is going to happen, and there are the wild cards that are going to push it over, and one of them is the war heating up between the United States, Israel, and Saudi Arabia aimed at Iran, and the United States just sent a fleet over there led by the aircraft carrier, the Abraham Lincoln, into the Straits of Hormuz. Suppose the Iranians said, we don't like what the Americans are doing, and we don't trust them around New Mexico. We're going to bring our fleet into the Gulf of Mexico to, to make sure that they stay in line. I mean, how long would we tolerate that? But the United States is, is ratcheting it up overseas. I mention this because going back to gold and making all things connected, we're looking at oil prices. Our forecast for oil prices is $80 a barrel, as it exists now for Brent crude. The more money that goes into the gas tank, the less money goes into the cash registers. If violence breaks out between Iran, Israel, Saudi Arabia, and the United States, you're going to look at oil prices go above $100 a barrel. If that happens, kiss the global economy goodbye and the equity markets. Let's go back to gold, the dollar, and what's going on. The dollar is staying strong mainly because the other currencies are so weak. What's oil based in? Petrodollars. Okay, wouldn't you love to be owning right now Turkish lira or Argentinian peso? That The Argentinian peso is down, what, some 55% already? And, and the, the Turkish lid is diving again, heading back towards its old lows. Take a trip to, to India with the rupee down. India imports what, only about 80% of its energy. Now they have to pay more as their economy is going down, their currency is going down, the dollar is going up, oil prices are going up. That's going to bring down the global economies. So again, you go back to gold. It's the safe haven asset in times of economic turmoil. And by the way, when you hear all this talk about the markets going down because of uh, trade wars with China, as I mentioned earlier, watch gold prices. Gold prices should go much higher if there was really a fear of a trade war. So gold is going to be the indicator of where things are going. 
And that's the way we see it. And I've been making this forecast now for six years. Gold has to break over to 1385 to head toward 1450. 1450 an ounce is our breakout point for gold. When gold breaks over 1450 an ounce, we believe it's going to spike rapidly to over $2,000 an ounce. And uh, in terms of some other forecasts with the Trends Journal, are there things that you're looking at that you see really positive? Because, you know, we've talked about, you know, we're talking about a debt bubble and imploding and having an insurance policy for that. But I know that there's a lot of positive trends in the journal as well that you point to, uh, specifically things like the entrepreneur section. And uh, we'd love for our listeners to know, um, you know, some of those trends that we, that you can watch out for, or uh, at least give them a sneak peek so that they they'll say, "I need that trends journal as well." Well, we're looking at a lot of things: the alternatives for um, plastics. Uh, we're looking also at the whole cannabis industry. You know, we were we were among the first in the trends journal a number of years ago. Uh, our our cover story was reefer money madness, and I have to tell you, up in Canada, it's real and it's happening in the United States and around the world. So this is just the beginning. And not only that, you're going to see more and more uh, plant-based remedies and whole health healing that's going to change a lot. Uh, Many, many people are addicted to pharmaceutical drugs. And what I keep saying is if the planet can feed us, can it heal us? And I believe it can. And by the way, I also have an honorary doctorate in complementary and integrative medicine from the National University of Health Sciences. And one of the first books I worked on back in the 80s was Natural Healing. So we do a lot in that field as well. The other ones to look at, too, you know, the baby boomers. And I'm, I'm the first generation, the first ones out of the baby boomer thing after World War II. I'm born in 46. You know, we're going deaf, blind, and out of our mind. And baby boomers are in very bad shape. There's going to be a huge market for this. And also, again, uh, with longevity centers, with uh, co-housing, on and on in many different fields. Matter of fact, remember all those McMansions that were built back in the 90s? You're going to start seeing a lot of what they used to call in the old days boarding houses because a lot of boomers can't afford to live on their own. So these are some of the trends we look at. And also, again, going back to, um, to cannabis, the whole hemp industry is going to do a lot to replace plastics. So there are many different trends, whether it's artificial intelligence uh, to, again, whole health healing, to the economy, to geopolitics. It's all in the Trends Journal. Gerald Salente, it's always so great to have you on the show. We're going to have links on our newsletter uh, for people to get the Trends Journal. And uh, again, always great to have you. Learned so much today. I have to check out that uh, report about the Federal Reserve and how much money they actually injected into the economy. So great to have you, and we look forward to having you again. And thank you, and thank you for all that you do. Take care. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Well, that was an incredible interview. We are very fortunate to be able to have the time to speak with Gerald. Jeremy, we'll spend the rest of the show talking about these subjects, but one thing he made very clear, gold is an essential asset for everyone, big, short, tall, whether you're rich, whether you've got just a little bit of money to spend, whether you want to protect your wealth or grow your wealth. Gold is something he believes everyone should hold. So with that being said, let's take a look at ways that people can connect with Guildhall. You heard about how to get in touch with Gerald. Go over to our website, guildhallwealth.com. You can find our number there. You can find uh, ways to get in touch with us. 
ask for the free investor kit, whether you're putting physical gold or silver into an RSP, a TFSA, whether you want to take it home, store it with us, or use allocated financing. Those options are there for you. You can see product. We can talk a little bit through the show on the topic of colored diamonds, another great way to invest, and we will. Uh, There is a lot more to get to in this show. Go over to that website, guildhallwealth.com, and we will be right back with The Real Money Show Brought to you by Guildhall Wealth Management. You are tuned into Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back once again to The Real Money Show. It's brought to you by Guildhall Wealth Management. We are Guildhall Wealth Management. I'm Darren Long, your host, and with me is Jeremy Wiseman, Vice President of Guildhall Wealth Management. The website, guildhallwealth.com, is the place you need to go if you want to own physical gold and silver. There you can get on our weekly newsletter. It is absolutely free. The links to Gerald Salente will be in this week's newsletter. We will also have updates on markets and very timely articles that get posted in that weekly newsletter. We bring it to you free of charge because you deserve to have the information. It is the story behind the headline, and it gives you a lot more insight into the world of gold and silver. Now, that being said, Jeremy... In talking to Gerald Salente in the first segment, we have had a tremendous opportunity to get some exposure to what his thoughts are trend-wise on the marketplace. And it doesn't surprise me, and this is probably going to happen more often as time uh, as time goes on, there are banks, there are analysts. He talked about every analyst you know that has any sensible input on a marketplace saying that gold is a go-to asset, has been. For a very, very long time, 100 plus years, in fact, and through thick and thin of every type of market, gold has been the one asset that has protected wealth. It, it is. It's been money for thousands of years. That said, there has been some frustration amongst investors who've been involved in the market for, you know, the, the last four or five years. And part of that is because they see the stock market has has gone back up. Uh, from De- from December's pullbacks, as Jerry as Gerald Salente was talking about, and uh, they're wondering. Oftentimes, there's this questioning of, well, if this happens over here, every action should have a reaction. So how come gold isn't going up? Right. Um, one thing I would say is, first of all, the precious metals aren't really going down. They tested levels, and that's sort of the difference. Is the market's uh, uh, sort of in its own niche in a way where so gold was trying to test the thirteen fifty level, and uh, it came back down from there. So that's part of the pullback that we've been seeing. It has nothing to do with anything that's going on economically, but more or less just a technical thing that gold has to get above thirteen fifty, and uh, it's been retesting those, and we're back into consolidation mode in the precious metals area. So it's not necessarily what's happening in the economy, uh, but more or less what's happening technically in the market. And that's causing some frustration because um, once we look a little larger picture, for example, uh, Gunlatch, uh, Gunlack, sorry, who's, you know, he's a billionaire investor and he's saying that the stock market's in a bear market. He, he said that recently it was reported into uh, King World News. And uh, that makes sense. Look, the stock market isn't reaching new highs. Back in December, a lot of the bobbleheads on CNBC were saying, well, you know, if we can get half of what we've lost, that would be a great 2019. I think they're beyond their expectations there. But of course, as Gerald Salente mentioned, we are moving into election time and there's no way the Trump administration is going to want to see a pullback in the stock market. So they're going to be gunning for the Fed to lower interest rates get juiced the markets even more and anyone with a brain is going to say that's not going to end well 
we need to protect ourselves. So don't worry about the noise. Be can be 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 focused on the future here and what it means to have that insurance policy in your portfolio, which is gold. And yeah, sometimes it costs a little bit to have a por- uh, an insurance policy, but not when it pays out. You're happy you did it. How about when the price of gold rallies over three hundred percent? It's done it twice, three, four times during the time that our doors have been open. Remember, folks, we started doing this when the price of gold was near under 400 an ounce, 350 an ounce, when the price of silver was $4 an ounce. And I mean, to think that silver was going to go from 4 to even $15, $14 an ounce, that in and of itself is a tremendous gain. It went as high as $49 an ounce, and gold went as high as 1900 on the very same fundamental reasons that we've talked about, that Gerald shared with us, the same trends, these cheap money addiction that the world has is going to push these assets astronomically high long term. And and those those that are savvy are acquiring it. We see many people acquiring it. We see a lot more buys than we see sell orders. And uh, again, it's all about the savvy investors are buying it because one of the other trends that we see is this lack of, of reporting out there. People are not concerned. There's so much salacious news out there that people aren't concerned about what's going on in the Straits of Hormuz. And they're not concerned about what's going on in Venezuela. And they won't be concerned until they, they look at their pocketbooks and, and say, I can't afford the things I could afford yesterday. I mean, everybody knows that there's inflation, but they're not quite, quite hurting because they can borrow the money out of the equity of their home. But once these things start to hit their limits, as as deficits can hit their limits, we all think, oh, the debts can go on forever. Modern modern monetary theory. Uh, nuh-uh-uh. There's no such thing as a free lunch. There is not. Guildhallwealth.com is a place to go. If you're going to look for a type of metal you like, silver or gold, there's also an e-store there, and you can actually shop online from the comfort of wherever you are in uh, looking up that product. We often talk about the type of product. Last week we were talking about the silver maple leaf coins, and gold also has the silver maple leaf coin. And um, these are products which we see every day, but you as an investor need to get familiar with. Now on the topic of people making admissions, here's one for you. This is an exciting one because, yeah, there you go, shuffle the paper around because uh, this is an interesting moment in time, one that is getting zero airplay in the mainstream but is very, very important. J.P. Morgan came out this past week and produced a 20-year annualized returns chart by asset class, and the timeline is 1999 to 2018, 20 years. On that chart, they showed what the annualized average return is of the best-performing assets during that 20-year span. And it shouldn't surprise anyone if you're not paying attention. Or our listeners. Or our listeners. That gold was number two on the list, second to only REITs in the U.S. U.S. REITs, that is. Not Canadian REITs, U.S. REITs. Gold was second only to U.S. REITs. It far outperformed the markets of oil, S&P 500, the 60, 40, 40, 60, the bonds, the EAFE. It outperformed homes, real estate, over that 20-year period. So if you weren't performing in real estate and thought you could catch the very end of a trend or the very beginning of a trend, you missed it because the core of that trend in real estate is always where the money's made. And we're seeing that now. I, I feel like we always have to make a distinction between people who live in homes and have to buy a home versus right. versus 
real estate investors. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a different thing. I mean, if you think about the cost of, of real estate investing versus gold investing, the commissions in, in real estate and the taxes and land transfer fees and all of those sorts of things are quite large. And then, then there's carrying the home as well. Even if you rent it, you're still carrying the home. And there's all other costs that are being involved in that. Whereas to carry gold, I mean, if you're storing it on your own, nothing. If you put it in a vault, okay, it's about 1%. That's nothing. Well, as they say, the sheepdog turned out to be more valuable than the sheep. And that's exactly what the marketplace is telling us right now. You need insurance to protect yourself. And don't take our word for it. Go out there and do the due diligence. Look up the topic. Do a little bit of research. And what you'll find very quickly is that not only is it being told at the individual investor level by firms like ours and others like us and analysts the world over and people like Gerald Salente, among others who are friends to The Real Money Show, it's also being shown at the central bank level when we talk with Gerald about central bank accumulation. It's been rampant. In fact, the highest it's ever been in history. And that just means the central banks who are the centrally located banking authorities of each country, we all have them, they're all owning them, except for ours here in Canada, of course, because we're a bunch of idiots and we don't get that. Uh, But the truth is that although we rank 99 out of 100 central banks of the top largest central banks in terms of gold ownership, the G20 is rampant with gold ownership, whether you're in the Eurozone, whether you're in the U.S., who holds Well, reportedly and allegedly through Fort Knox, the largest stockpile of gold in the world. Central banks have been net buyers of this asset since 2009. So go over to guildhallwealth.com, find out more about this, get excited like we are, and do yourself a favor. If you're uncertain about what tomorrow holds, what next week might hold, if you are a passive investor and you don't want to have to worry about the day-to-day ongoings of your particular portfolio, or if you'd just like to take something that's in your registered account right now and maybe move it over and have some gold and silver, Go to guildhallwealth.com, use the number there, call us, get in touch with us. We will be happy to help you find out more about how to ensure and grow your wealth using physical gold and silver. At the end of the day, this is about trust and gold is easy to trust because you can't print it. You have to use blood, sweat and tears to pull it out of the ground. But once it's been, once that's been done, energy wise, it's a great way to store wealth because it will not erode. It will not disappear. It's easy to, it's easily divisible. So it, there's a reason why it's always been money. And at the end of the day, it's trustworthy. So it's great that there's these incredible geniuses. That's a word that that's gets tossed around a lot that are running the economy and we hope that they can do a great job, but if they don't do a good job and if it, if it turns out they're not so good at their job and you know, Bernanke didn't see the 2008 collapse coming and neither, neither did, uh, Janet Yellen and Greenspan's turned around. He he was a former federal uh, Fed chairman. He's turned around and started saying buy gold because this is not this is not going to be pretty going forward. So if they fail, if they turn around and say, well, our models weren't really correct, we didn't take into effect this, take into account that, they're going to need some sort of reserve currency, and that's what gold is all about. And that's what those other countries are doing with their gold as well. They're saying, we don't have a reserve currency because the U.S. dollar is the reserve currency. They've got $22 trillion in debt, and, they, and they're having these wizards behind the curtain control the economy. What happens if that fails? We need a reserve currency. You, the listener, needs a reserve currency. If those, if those smart men, they don't have beards, but they're smart men, If they don't do it, then 
you have a problem. How are you going to protect yourself? And that's where precious metals come in. We think that $22 trillion is going to be continuing to rise. We're on the same side as Gerald Salente. Let's talk more about that and why it may be gold and silver's time to shine very soon. And uh, relative to other assets, why they have been the best among a group of a few that we discuss every week and how we're going to get diamonds as part of that group going forward. The mainstream is changing. The mentality is changing. We're going to come back and tell you why you are listening to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. A little bit of a shaking of the paper of sorts here again. And I do want to review one more time what we were talking about in the second segment. Well, this is a show about physical gold, silver, natural fancy colored diamonds. And if you're at guildhallwealth.com, you'll see these things. And it's a big deal when a mainstream institution acknowledges the performance of our assets over long periods of time and suggests that they are good to hold quality assets. And it's exactly what JP Morgan did this week. They gave to their investors uh, via all of their various social outlets and email and everything. And this has been passed around to us several times by many different people. A 20-year annualized return by asset class chart covers the years of 1999 to 2018. And there are 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 different asset classes on this chart and gold is ranked number two, second only to REITs. And they show that over that 20-year period, there has been an annualized average rate return on gold of 7.7%. It's beat inflation. It's beat real estate over that 20 years. It's beat the S&P 500. It's beat the TSX. It's beat bonds. It's beat inflation. I mean, it's such a great asset to own, yet so few people own it. And look at where we are. Record debts. Uh, interest rates that are pinned to pinned to the mat. Where do we go from here? Uh, stock markets uh, have have peaked out. It appears uh, you're looking at uh, real estate markets, which appear to have peaked out. Where do you put your money? You're looking for value, and if you're going to get seven percent average, which I think there's bigger gains to be had going forward. I, I I do not think gold is expensive here. I think it's very cheap compared to how much money has been printed and where gold needs to go to have its purchasing power meet the needs of today in terms of inflation. So I think personally, I I really love the fact that you can hold gold in your RSP physical and have it allocated and segregated and know that you're beating inflation because in an RSP it's great to um, you know put off the taxes for for later but you're going to have to pay those and you need an investment that's going to beat inflation year over year and with a very low cost of storage you're not talking management fees that average over two and a half percent you're talking about a storage fee that's just just over 1%. So it makes it a very viable investment to hold in a registered account. And we're seeing more and more investors do exactly that, Darren, because what they're seeing is, oh, I have these mutual funds and they haven't really done much in the last two, three years. And I thought everything was going so darn great in the economy. So where's mine? And I think the idea of having some physical gold in your portfolio for the long term, something that you don't have to play with, you don't have to move the money around. You just sit with your gold, have, you know, 10, 15, 20% uh, allocated to gold, and then that frees you up to play with some money that you might want to move in and out of the market. I think any client who gets frustrated in the metals market, it's usually because they want to do something. 
You know, it's like going on a long drive. You hate being in the back seat. You'd rather be driving yourself. Um, sometimes there's nothing to do because until the market moves up and you're going to get these returns, you need those patient. Well, this is the interesting part, and it starts you on a journey of understanding there is a different way to protect wealth. It doesn't have to be the traditional way. We are not your financial planner or advisor. We've said that. Everybody knows this. We work in one particular area of expertise, which is hard assets, and in particular, the three that we choose to follow are gold, silver, and natural fancy colored diamonds. Now, natural fancy colored diamonds, albeit running on the same exact set of fundamentals, are arguably among the best kept secrets in the world. It's not cheap in some instances to own natural fancy colored diamonds, but if you are open to the idea and you are a listener who loves to make a return and loves to be able to bank on making money while you're sleeping, this may well be another asset category that you could pair together with gold or silver to make one of the best well-rounded portfolios for yourself. Now I say this having done it myself, Jeremy having done it himself. We've all been part of these markets and they are enjoyable. We have had fun. There are all kinds of ways to get into this market, be it through a registered account with gold and silver. If you want to store gold and silver, you could do it outside of a registered account. If you want to take it home with you, you can do that as well. And also the idea of allocated financing, where you can put down as little as 20% of the precious metal value and take that product, put it into storage, get all the same benefits of ownership that you would get with all our other accounts, with inventory and serial numbers and the access to your bullion to hold in touch that bullion which is yours, but you're only putting up 20%, which means either you're holding back a bunch of money if you're a more conservative buyer, or you're getting a whole lot more bang for your buck if you're a buyer who has more disposable income and wants to throw it at this type of market. Either way, when I look at JP Morgan's chart that we've discussed throughout the show, and I see gold being the second best asset category that they've shown over 20 year span, how can I not get excited and not want our clients to be the people who benefit from that very ownership? And you know, you're talking about the allocated financing where the product is physically stored, clients have physical access to the product, but then they can use that as collateral to acquire additional product, which they can buy out over time or as the market's rising and the purchasing power of the product is growing, they can sell off a smaller quantity to, to pay off that finance position. Another vehicle that we've just touched on briefly was the registered accounts, but specifically a TFSA. What's fantastic about this is you can acquire the same regular product that you would buy outside the TFSA that you could get through our e-store at guildhallpreciousmetals.com and put that in your TFSA, 100-ounce Royal Canadian Mint Silver Bars. Uh, 10-ounce Royal Canadian Mint Silver Bars, uh, Kilo Bars from Asahi, 1-ounce Gold Bars from Royal Canadian Mint, and even the maple coins, uh, whether it's gold maples or silver maples, you can hold that in your TFSA. Again, full access to the product. Go visit it. You get an inventory report. It's like your uh, warehouse receipt, so you know exactly what you're holding, where the vault is. Uh, You know that this product is allocated specifically to you. And you know what? We also do this at a great, great value. And as an expert in this field, I can tell you there are many, many ways to get exposure to the precious metals market. But the best way, the most inexpensive way, the most uh, secure way 
the most liquid way to do it is to actually acquire the physical product. And to do that, you want to come to Guildhall Wealth. Guildhallwealth.com is the website to go to. We will give the number once, one eight seven seven eight silver We don't do it very often because the website is where everybody goes. You Google the name, you'll get it. Also a reminder that the podcast is available. You can pick up The Real Money Show anytime you want just by using any podcasting program that you have attached to your mobile device. And that means you can listen to it at your convenience. But give us a call. Go direct if you want to speak to us directly and ask questions. Uh, We are going to hold your hand through this whole process. And if at the end of the day, this is for you, great. We will forge a new partnership. You will own gold, silver, natural, fancy colored diamonds. And if it's not for you, that's all right. We part as friends. And, you know, Darren, we're talking about quality assets. How do you protect your assets and your wealth and even grow your wealth in a market that can get tenuous at times? And, yep, everything seems great for now, but we can see the cracks at the seams, and it's going to be something where you're going to want to have some quality assets in your portfolio. And that's really where the natural fancy colored diamonds come into play. Uh, As you were mentioning earlier, it's something that we've been uh, in the market in for over a decade and we've, we've both seen the rises in the market where the key to owning a natural fancy color diamond and the key to improving your wealth with a natural fancy color diamond is quality. You want to invest in quality. How do you know what quality is? Well, the four C's are pretty simple. It's, you know, you can come to our office. We can walk you through the four C's. We're not a company that's going to say, oh, this is a, a pink diamond. It's, it's really rare. This is why you should buy it. No, 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 no. We're much more transparent than that. We'll say, this is a VS quality pink diamond. Try to find a VS quality. Most pink diamonds are are slightly included, so you know that the rarity of a VS is, is good. But also, here's why this particular VS quality is also good. So it's just about walking the client through. And one thing in particular that we do is we acquire the diamonds ourselves. We go out. We procure the diamonds. We believe in those diamonds so that as an investor, all you have to do is pick the one that that speaks to you, pick the one that you like most, and you know that behind that diamond has been a ton of research and a ton of of, of groundwork for Guildhall to acquire that diamond. And I'll tell you something, you know, for our listeners, we've overpaid, flat out. We've overpaid for diamonds because when you see quality, you have to have it. Because over time, that is the diamond you want to have. And we've seen that time and time again where we've had yellow, vivid yellow diamonds that were like Zimmies. That's like the strongest yellow that you can find out From there. From the Zimmy mind? We've, we've had a vivid, vivid pink diamonds where we just, we had to have that. And we knew that we had to pay a premium to get that diamond. And we were happy to do it. Every Argyle, every Argyle tender diamond we've had, of course we paid a premium for those. If you want to own one of those and make money... You have to pay a premium. Think of real estate. You want the best property possible? Guess who's paying the premium? You are. Guess who's going to make the most money? You are. Guildhallwealth.com is the website to go to. When we come back, we're going to be talking a little more about natural fancy colored diamonds. And it reminds me of a story once when I was younger. I always wanted to have a Ferrari growing up. And I had a buddy of mine who had a Pontiac Fiero and bought the Ferrari kit to convert his Fiero into a Ferrari. Was never a Ferrari. Though. I didn't know you could do that. Was never a Ferrari, and I'm going to tell you that's the exact same thing when it comes to diamonds. There's a story behind that. We'll tell you a little bit more about that. Plus, we're not going to leave silver out of this picture. When we come back, we're going to discuss an article from Commodity Trade Mantra on silver price performance being masked and the very positive, important developments that are happening right now behind the scenes in silver while it sleeps at a very, very cheap price. 
That and much, much more on The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. Please stay tuned. You are listening to Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. And in our final segment, before we bid you a farewell, there is a little more to talk about. We promised before we went to segment that we would tie in diamonds a little more so to gold and silver because let's face it, one of the reasons we love natural fancy colored diamonds is because they kind of operate on the same exact set of fundamentals. That uncertainty about what the future holds drives prices higher, especially in very short periods of time. Similar to what we saw in the 70s, there were very big bursts in the value of particular diamonds and uh, all Though back then, of course, we've got to admit, this was not something that was on the scene. The average person knew nothing about colored diamonds, and now it's here. And the average person can acquire a natural fancy colored diamond. Between ten to 20000 you can get yourself into the fancy natural colored diamond world that we live in. And uh, the sky's the limit. We also cater to every budget. I mean, you can spend a half a million or more on a beautiful pink diamond or blue diamond, and we can help you do that. And if you want to go beyond that, that's something that we would love to set up and hold alongside of maybe some gold and silver and get it all done and really have the most maximum amount of insurance possible on your wealth going forward. Not to mention the fact that natural fancy colored diamonds, for me, Jeremy, one of the best kept secrets. Yeah. I mean, look, we've we've seen, uh, for example, in yellow diamonds, there's vivid, that's the strongest color, then intense, then fancy. We've seen intense yellows uh, sold at Guildhall for well under 15000 Today, you can't buy them for less than $25,000. you are lucky if you can get one under that. Um, but that typical market is now twenty-five plus. Uh, we've seen pink diamonds that people bought for 70000 that are now worth over a quarter million. We're talking less than a decade to see those type of returns. How do you get that? That's just pure rarity, pure beauty, pure understanding the fundamentals of the market, and also having the connections that we have at Guildhall to be able to uh, work within the industry to find the best diamonds out there and present them to our clients. Guildhallwealth.com is the website. And in going through this whole situation, you need to be educated. So get on to that mailing list. It's a free newsletter. It comes out every week. You can go to the website, guildhallwealth.com, and get it there. There is a form you can fill out if you want to request an investment package. We'll send it to you either via email or hard copy, whatever your preference is, and it will include information as well as pictures and much, much more on natural fancy colored diamonds as well as gold and silver. Now, speaking of silver, Jeremy, I promised in this last segment we would throw silver in, in into the the fold. It is ideally one of the most well-kept secrets alongside of natural fancy colored diamonds. In terms of value, you can get no better value in hard assets, I think, than natural fancy colored diamonds. But silver is a very close second for me, and it goes right hand-in-hand performance-wise with gold. Has never been far behind overall. And in very short pockets, as we said on the story of silver last week, that silver was telling to Jeff Clark, and uh, that story was an amazing story, it often supersedes gold in value and in return in very short bursts of time. Yeah. And this is why you need to hold it long term, because when the market moves, it moves quick and you want to be in the market to take advantage. I'm personally, I'm, I'm going through a, a book right now on the history of silver and uh, it's great to learn and be reminded of what this market is capable of. 
for example, in the mid-60s, late-60s, silver did get down to 16 to 1, which was a huge, uh, huge move in silver at the time. Now, it wasn't, I mean, the price of silver was under $3, but still the move was massive. And then at the beginning of the 70s, the market went, um, you know, from basically under $2 to up to $5, $6, which again, another huge move in the market at that time. Now, you had to wait another seven years before silver would really take off and go essentially from five, six dollars to fifty dollars. But then look at what it did in throughout the two thousands from five dollars up to fourteen, back down to eight, up to twenty, back down to back down to eight, up to forty eight dollars. And now we find ourselves in a perfect buying position to take advantage of the next move. And where is the market going to plateau after that next move? We'll have to find out, but we want to be a part of it because silver could have two, 300% gains in the next coming years. All right. An article by Raj Shaw from Commodity Trade Mantra, which is a site we recommend and go to frequently, called Silver Price Performance Masks Very Positive and Important Developments. And essentially the whole crux of this article is the fact that people get lulled to sleep by these very low very slow to move higher markets. As you just discussed, Jeremy, this is something that has not triggered as of late. It's been a few years for silver price and gold price. But he says in this article, the silver lining to the currently dark clouds surrounding the silver price is that... Although silver has faced a challenging investment environment, the past three years of silver have been, in fact, underperformance. The silver to gold ratio also steadily widened and widening up to as much as 85 to 1 in a market that should be much closer to 50 to 1, if not 30 to 1, and on its way to 16 to 1. Here is an article which talks about how hovering at $15 an ounce, silver is a tremendous, and they say it right here in the article, tremendous investment, upside potential, and a great hard asset with little downside. This is one of those investment moments where you can wait until it's overvalued and then put all your money in, or this is one of those moments where you understand how undervalued it is and you say, this is where I start dipping toes into the water to start getting involved in this market. You don't have to put it all in if you don't want to, but start to look at those fundamentals and realize how cheap it is right now. I'm certainly going to continue to add to my position at these levels. I know a lot of our clients are going to do the same. For those that have never gotten involved in the market, now is the time to take a look. Guildhallwealth.com is the website. And uh, let's just review quickly before we leave for today the couple of different headings that they point out in this article called Silver Price Performance Masks Very Positive Important Developments. The first one they point to is that silver demand reached a three-year high in 2018. The Silver Institute's World Silver Supply in 2019 released in mid-April of this year revealed that demand for silver in 2018 reached a three-year high, rising 3.5% compared to 2017 levels. That demand growth was coupled with a 2.7% decline in supply. The primary demand driver was a notable recovery in retail investment led by silver bar demand. Okay, so there's the first one they point out. Silver demand reached a three-year high last year, and nobody paid attention. Nobody on the mainstream media picked it up. That We don't hear about silver in the mainstream. No planners, advisors on the whole. Very rarely will you ever hear about it. We talk about it here on this show because it's what's behind the scenes that makes the money for people, and this is why we bring silver The second thing that they point out in this article is physical demand is very healthy. It says physical demand for silver rebounded last year, rising 
2018, boosted by a rise in jewelry and silverware fabrication and a 20% jump in silver coin and bar retail demand. Industrial fabrication, which accounts for nearly 60% of total demand, has been relatively steady also for the last several years and has accounted for nearly 600 million ounces on average since 2012. And that makes perfect sense because if you're in the in the jewelry business and the cutlery business and the silversmith business, you're obviously going to want to make that stuff when silver is totally Buying cheap. Low, right? So because silver Absolutely. is both monetary and industrial, you have the industrial side taking over right now and saying, oh, we want to take advantage of this. Now, one day... In the next few years, silver is going to be triple the price, and anyone that owns that cutlery is going to say, oh, now might be a great time to sell it because I can melt it down. And, of course, the market's going to be in such demand that they're going to need that that silver to be turned into bars. Well, listen, the, the other side of that is the growing trends, and Gerald might have talked about this. If he had the time, we didn't have time today, but photovoltaic installation is on the rise. That's a really simple and impressive way of saying solar demand, and that is happening around the world, growing tremendously. There's a lot more to this article. We're not going to get it to it this week, but I want before you go to understand that silver is something that is always been a part of what we believe is a good way to protect your wealth alongside gold and natural fancy colored diamonds. And you can do that by putting it into a registered account. You could put gold, silver into a registered account, an RSP, a spousal RSP, a Lira, Riff, Liff. You could put it into an RESP for the kids if you want to start a college tuition fund or university tuition fund. And you can also take it home, store it with us. We'd be happy to help you to do that. Get your natural fancy colored diamond and put it all together in one package. This could be the best thing you've ever done for your wealth, and you could be sitting on an absolute gold mine, pardon the pun, but that is what we offer here, and we want you to know a lot more about it. So go over to the website, guildhallwealth.com, and while you're at that website and while we're talking about registered accounts, don't forget, if you are opening up a registered account or an allocated financing account for every 5000 US you put into that account, We'll give you one free gram of gold up to a maximum of 10 free grams. Go ahead and look at that. You can check out that while you're on our website, guildhallwealth.com. We want to thank you for being tuned in this week, and uh, we look forward to speaking to you next week. You've been listening to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. On behalf of Jeremy and myself, I'm happy that you did, and we hope you have a great week. You were tuned in to Global News Radio, 640 Toronto.